This is Mission Control Houston. Ignition sequence start. The reason I'm prepared for this position is because I've been preparing for this all my life. Our goal is to compete and, and really put a fun team on the court that really gets after it. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. We're very talented. I mean, we can go out there and compete at a high level and give a lot of effort. We can be a good team. Six, five, four, three, two, one. If you're a fan of tanking, rejoice. If you are not a fan of tanking, I am sorry, as the Rockets have now lost their 12th game in a row, falling to the Cleveland Cavaliers 101 to 90. Now 11 and 22 on the season, just five and nine at home. What is up? And welcome to another episode of Locked On Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and partner at Apollo Media, all Houston, all original. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin, the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, as well as at Apollo HOU. This game, out of, out of the entire 12-game losing streak, this was the one where it really felt like the Rockets played their hardest like like legitimately they were they were very much in this game for almost its entirety um and I mean you can maybe point towards uh the Miami Heat game is probably another solid example um and the Spurs game that really started this entire losing streak was another game where they were uh you know pretty competitive for the whole game but a lot of these other games they've had you know lapses in the third or top of the fourth where the game has just completely gotten away from them, or conversely, where they've just gotten down so big so early, like against the 76ers, where even if they did have a really amazing second half, they were just busy digging themselves out of out of a hole that they created for themselves either in the first quarter or in the first half or whatever it may be. And it really felt like this game was a game where they – came out with the right level of intensity. They only trailed by five after one. They had a better second quarter, um, you know, just trailing by by one point headed into the half. Third quarter, they stayed competitive. Uh, the Cavs edged them out just, just a little bit in that third quarter. And then it was that fourth quarter where things just started to tailspin a little bit, and you could just see the talent gap between the two teams, unfortunately, the Rockets being short-staffed again uh, in an even worse way. So, I mean, no David Nwaba in this game who sat out with a sore wrist uh, from from the, from the a dunk a couple games ago, or I be, believe last game, actually. Um, so, messed up wrist for David Nwaba. Um, doesn't sound like anything serious, more just precautionary. And then no Eric Gordon who sat out with a sore left knee. Uh, leaving the Rockets extremely short-staffed. And then not only that, they lost Daniel House Jr. Uh, not too far into the game. It, just in the second quarter, he had that uh, that left thigh contusion where he ran into the screen. And it was, I mean, he was down for an extended period of time on the court. So, And we, we don't have an update from Coach Steven Silas on what the severity of that injury is. So Daniel House Jr. not there for the second half of this game and uh, the Rockets played some heavy minutes in this one. Uh, John Wall played 40 minutes uh, as well as playing the first second or I guess the second night of a back-to-back for the first time since uh, the 2018 season. 
Uh, Victor Oladipo played 41 minutes. Uh, P.J. Tucker played 39 minutes. Like, I mean, just down the line, uh, everybody played, uh, everybody got a lot of run in this game. Uh, Ben McLemore and Mason Jones rounded things out, just 12 minutes, 5 minutes apiece. Um, John Wall had an incredible game, and and I want to talk in depth about him and what he means to this team, uh, tanking or not, uh, going into, I want to talk about him in the second segment and focus exclusively on, on John Wall, but uh, I actually want to hear what Coach Steven Silas had to say about this core of guys um, because he had some uh, he had some very uh, passionate thoughts about this this group of guys. So let's go ahead and cut to him and hear what he's got to say. Uh, they made some shots. Obviously, Sexton was really good tonight. Uh, Osman made some threes in the late third, early fourth quarter. Uh, but our guys fought as they fought super hard. I mean, shoot, we had basically six and a half guys play tonight. And, uh, I'm so proud of those guys. Like John didn't want to come out second night of a back-to-back didn't want to come out, wanted to fight Victor. I asked him in the fourth quarter. Did he want to come out? He's like, no, I don't want to come out. So that shows you the character, the fight, the, I mean, PJ played 38. All these guys haven't been playing minutes like this all season. So maybe they're a little bit tired towards the end of the game, but I'll take tired and, and playing with purpose and playing hard and just like trying to will the group to win um, any night. I mean, we haven't had Christian Wood in the whole, like, during the six-game winning streak. We had Christian. We had we were basically whole. Our, we had our whole group. Throughout this losing streak, we've had, you know, a mixed bag of some guys in, some guys out, a lot of injuries, a lot of, um, you know, the back-to-back situations, a lot of, uh, like, tonight where – Daniel House goes down. Um, Eric Gordon isn't available. Like, <laughs> there's a big difference. There's a big difference between the, the group that's playing on the floor now compared to the group that was playing when we were rolling. So we're trying to mix and match and piece it all together. And the rotation is different every night because, like, shoot, who's going to play? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's the difference. Once again, that was head coach Steven Silas talking about this game. And, frankly, I couldn't agree more. And this is the hard part is, no, like, these guys don't want to lose, right? Tanking is not something that's fun, right? So even though I've more so, even though I've leaned and have embraced the dark side, so to speak, and, you know, I'd rather see them take their shots at a a top four prospect, uh, hashtag fade for Cade, or or even more aptly, hashtag collapse for Cade, um, you know, I would love to see that. I think that's a better direction overall than trying to salvage uh, what has already, what has been, you know, to put it lightly, a very rocky season. Uh, but at the same time, 
you know, to, to have the guys go out there every night and try to compete and, and just coming up a little bit short because they just don't have the talent with all these injuries uh, that have been mounting up. Still no Christian Wood, no Daniel House, no Eric Gordon. Um, Eric Gordon and, and uh, Christian Wood being your two uh, efficient uh, producing guy, you know, production makers. Uh, and I'll, I'll circle back to that angle talking about John Wall in the second segment. But it's just tough. Um, and it's hard because I know that these guys want to win. Um, if you've ever played any type of sport, right? If you've ever done anything competitive in your entire life, losing sucks. It just does. Like, losing is straight ass. Like, there's no other way to put it. And for this group of guys to be on loss number 12 in a row with the Nets coming to town on Wednesday, James Harden's return to Houston, how, like, tragically poetic is it that the Rockets are probably going to get handed their 13th loss of the season by number 13 himself. Like, that just sucks. Um, and it's it's an all-around crappy situation, but I respect the hell out of these guys for going out there and and fighting and putting on a, a good-faith effort and just trying their best. And like Steven Silas said, right, um, you know, tired, fighting hard, um, it, I, I will take that every night over, over you know, guys who are hanging their heads, you know, frustrated, all of that. And um, there's a lot of that going around with this team. You know, 12 losses in a row is tough. And so even though, it, you know, the tanksters are happy about this and um, even though I have leaned that direction now, I'm still not happy about it. There was, you know, a part of me because I, it goes against my nature to want to see the Rockets lose. It just does. Um, there, there's a part of me that as this game was progressing and it really looked like they had a shot to pull it away and uh, John Wall was putting on a show and everything and then they they reached back within, uh, back within what was it, four or six, you know, there in the fourth quarter off of a, a series of layups by John Wall. I was sitting there thinking, man, I, I'd like for them to win this game, man. Just let them, let them win a couple games. And uh, this just, it wasn't it yet. Um, and frankly, when Christian Wood comes back, they're going to be too good to lose, to like to just lose out the rest of the season. They're going to win some games, and and I'm going to be excited to see them do that. Um, at the same time, I think that there's still just going to be a talent gap uh, where they're going to wind up organically losing a lot of games as well. Got to talk. Got to mention Colin Sexton, who absolutely torched the Rockets in this one. Uh, he was unstoppable. Uh, he, the, the Rockets were, were, were taken to sex land with, with Colin Sexton and, and Darius Garland. Uh, it was, I mean, Sexton had 39 points on 12 of 20 shooting four of eight from behind the arc, 11 of 15 at the free throw line, uh, dished out eight assists, had two steals, did have six turnovers, but a 39-point outing was ridiculous. And then Garland poured in another 14 points. Uh, somewhat inefficient night, 5 of 13 shooting for him. Uh, and then Victor Oladipo was the only other you know, notable performer behind John Wall. Uh, Victor dropping in 20 points on 8 of 21 shooting, so you know, pretty inefficient, unfortunately. And that's just been... Uh, his motif since he came to Houston, he's just ha- hasn't been able to find that level of efficiency. Two of six from behind the arc, two of three at the free throw line, had a few rebounds, had a few assists, had a few steals, uh, did have a block as well, but six turnovers was pretty painful to see. Um, you know, he was he was able to score the ball, but just not at an efficient clip whatsoever. And that's also been the Rockets' deal since losing Christian Wood, and especially without Eric Gordon in the lineup, they only shot forty percent, a hair over forty percent from the floor. 
uh, a little over 32% from behind the arc and 75% at the free throw line. So just not just terribly inefficient numbers all across the board for the Rockets in this one. But they played hard. Their defense looked better um, for stretch of this game. And I got to give them credit where credit's due. Like, they're still trying to win these games. So, uh, coming up, I do want to talk in depth about John Wall um, and what he means to this team, tanking or not. And we'll get there in just a quick moment after a message from our friends over at Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. And the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. It's, it's truly an amazing device. You can try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com slash locked on. Quick message from our friends over at rockauto.com. Look, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, which doesn't exactly seem fair, right? Rockauto.com's prices are the exact same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even brand new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything, and I mean everything you need, in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. You can go to their website and shop for auto and body parts from over hundreds of manufacturers. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And be sure, this is a really important part, be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com and continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Did you know that you can get more of the sports news that you need in less time with our new Locked on Today podcast? Peter Bukowski hosts Locked on Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news that you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked on Today wherever you get your podcast, wherever you listen to this very podcast. Go do me a favor, hit subscribe on that show, check it out. It's great. Peter is amazing. Um, let's talk John Wall for a minute. And I'll tell you what, before I talk John Wall, let's hear John Wall talk John Wall. So let's hear what John Wall had to say after this uh, after this game, after this loss against the Cavaliers. I love to play the game of basketball. I don't know how much more I have to say about it. Uh, I'm a very competitive guy. Um, I know how much hard work I put into my body to come back from these injuries. And a lot of people thought I'd never be the same way, even be close to it. And um, I still read the criticism when we're on this losing streak about you're a bum, you don't have it. You shouldn't be in the league, all this, but it's nothing but more motivation to me. Um, I know it's a tough time that we're going through right now of losing. 
that nobody wants to go through. The only people that can get us out of this is, is the 15 guys in that locker room and our coaching staff and the people that I believe in. And uh, my job to continue to be a leader. And um, I, I didn't want to miss any games this season, but I knew early on I was going to have to miss a couple of back-to-backs going off what the doctors wanted me to do and just following a long plan for the future. And um, it was a great opportunity to see how I react to it and how well would I play and my body for the next day. Uh, going into the second half of the season, because we have a lot of back-to-backs. And I think today uh, showed me that I'm making the progress in the right steps. Um, I was playing well. Uh, my new important this game was to try to get a win before we have a tough game on Wednesday. So I didn't want to come out. Yeah, I think it does a testimony to all the work I put in this summer, all the work I'm continuing to do. Um, the trainers, the PTs, the stream coaches I use this summer, the PTs and stream coach I use here with the team. All those guys are working as a team and getting on the same page and make sure I continue to get better every day. And of course, that was the man of the hour himself, John Wall, who had a had an electric performance uh, against the the Cavaliers. I mean, 17 first quarter points after having an abysmal uh, first quarter against the Memphis Grizzlies the night before. Like I mentioned already, the, the first back to back that he's played since 2018. Um, he not he notched 40 minutes in this game. He didn't want to come out, you know. So, I, I mean, mad respect to John Wall, who is is tired of losing. Um, he had 30, it was 32 points on 11 of 24 shooting, one of four from behind the arc, nine of 12 at the charity stripe. It was so nice to see him actually getting to the line and getting the whistles that he deserves because frankly, you know, for the better part of the season, it's been frustrating to see him drive repeatedly over and over to the line and not get the foul calls that the man deserves. Um, three rebounds, five assists, had a steal, uh, had a really disgusting block at one point in the game and just really fighting tooth and nail to try and drag this undermanned Rockets team to a dub. And, you know, for John Wall, he truly has embraced that leadership position with this team. And, you know, I I, I firmly believe that right now, this is John Wall's team. It's not Christian Wood's team. There have been some, you know, some national media guys on, on Twitter who have, you know, kind of tried to debunk that claim that it's not John Wall's team. It, it is John Wall's team. And that's because Christian Wood isn't, it's not, he's not ready for it to be his team. And I've made this argument before too. It's just, he's too raw yet. Like he, he is, you know, 25 years old. This is his first chance to get consistent starters minutes. He's only played, what, 17 games so far. Um, and now he's sitting out due to the you know extended ankle injury, and um, you know hopefully he comes back in the second half of the season and has has a better run of it. But this is John Wall's team until Christian Wood is ready to like accept that mantle of uh, both best player and like franchise guy, team leader. Um, the the Rockets are a little bit in limbo where John Wall is kind of their guy. He's not their franchise guy. But it's his team until Christian Wood truly, uh, you know, fall, you know, truly steps fully into that mantle of franchise player uh, coming up here. So, uh, you know, mad respect to John Wall for accepting that role, for you know, embracing everybody on this team after the whole James Harden situation. Um, and I, you know, of of everybody, right? And because I've been very vocal about how much this situation truly sucks for Stephen Silas. Um, 
it sucks for John Wall too. Like it really does. Uh, you know, for for somebody who, based on what we knew about how the situation had played out, um, at least based on reports that John Wall and and James Harden had discussed, you know, teaming up and and Harden had said to, said to Wall that you know he wants to play with him here in Houston, and then. James Harden decides to dip, and so John Wall's now here, and he, and it's just the way that that situation played out. I couldn't feel worse for John Wall. Obviously, there was, uh, you know, a rift, I guess, between what the Washington Wizards organization thought he was going to be capable of coming back from that injury. Um, but he has come back and proven all of the doubters wrong. Now, I will say that John didn't play a perfect game, um, and this is where we're at with John Wall. Is just. He has limitations at at this stage in his career, at this point in his game. He still has flashes, but he's also just, he's too inefficient to be like your primary guy. He's too inefficient to carry a team the same way that, that James Harden or Christian Wood can. And I say that because he just he favors the mid-range too much. It's like a sa- it's like a, a, a safety net for him. Um, I mean, just in this game alone, he had five mid-range shots. Um, maybe technically six, depending on where this other one, uh, you know, he had like an 11, 12, 12 foot shot away from the rim. So depending on where they categorize that one or where you categorize that one, uh, maybe he even had seven mid range shots. Um, but actually I take that back. We'll say, we'll say six mid range shots. We'll just keep it there. But, but point is, is that he opts into those mid range shots when it feels like he's trying to dribble, drive, penetrate, uh, beat his man. And, you know, and get into the paint, get into the teeth of the defense, and trying to score at the rim. But when he can't, like when he's, you know, when they're in a zo- when the opposing team's in a zone formation, which the Cavs utilized a lot because the Rockets have been struggling from behind the arc, um, really closing off some of those driving lanes for John Wall. It feels like then he kind of just defaults into okay, I'm gonna do a quick, you know, hesitation dribble, and I'm gonna pull up for a for an 18 foot or a 20 foot, you know, two pointer. And those are horrible shots. Those are bad shots. Those are just as equally bad as the mid-range shots that we saw Russell Westbrook tossing up all last year. And unfortunately, that's his safety net. That's his, you know, oh, I can't get to the rim and the shot clock's winding down or, you know, and I'm, I'm going to take the shot. I can't, I can't create a shot for somebody else and I can't reliably, you know, pass the ball out to somebody else for them to create their own shot. So this is the best offense we're going to get. And that's what sucks about, um, about about missing Christian Wood and just the you know the other additional layers to this offense, missing Eric Gordon in this game because John can still be uh, a really great second or tertiary option on a team, and I feel like I feel like a tertiary option is exactly where he thrives best, and that's honestly where my predictions were for this team coming into the season. I, I fully expected James Harden and Christian Wood to be, you know, the the two guys doing the the you know primary heavy lifting for the team, and John Wall to be somewhat in that uh, Chris Paul mold from 2017, 2018, and just be able to focus on facilitating. But that's just not how it played out because Chris Paul had James Harden and Eric Gordon and Clint Capella to focus on facilitating to on that team, and that's when he was at his best because then he didn't have to worry about scoring you know, 20, 25-plus every single night for the team to have a chance. He got to focus on being a floor general and facilitating for others, and that's exactly what we saw out of John Wall during the 
uh, six-game winning streak where they won seven seven out of eight games. Is They had everybody healthy in the lineup. Things were looking good. Things were, were humming along smoothly. And John was able to focus on getting others involved, you know, feeding Christian Wood, feeding Victor Oladipo, feeding Eric Gordon, getting those guys going, creating quality looks from behind the arc for the other role players, for the 3 and D guys. And above, so throughout all this, you know, for, for John to be in the midst of a team that is looking like it's headed for the lottery, um, it just sucks for him because he's a competitor through and through. And I respect the hell out of him going out there every single night and giving it his all, uh, both to silence the naysayers who didn't believe that he had enough left in the tank to come back and to have a, a successful bounce back, but to also to, to the Rockets fans showing that he wants to still win. And that's a very big part of why I would love to see him get a chance to run it back uh, next year with this team and that I'm not fully on board the idea of uh, moving him this offseason unless there's a, a really attractive deal that, that brings back uh, some semblance of youth to, to continue this uh, youth-infused movement for the Rockets moving forward. Uh, but he's going to be a great guy to have teaching Kevin Porter Jr. the game once they bring him up after the G League season is over for the second half of the Rockets' regular season, getting uh, Kevin Porter Jr. some reps with John Wall, uh, both in practice as well as just getting to study the game directly from him. That's going to do. That's going to be a world of difference for him. So, I, again, I just can't speak highly enough about John Wall, who's been a consummate professional throughout everything that's gone on here in Houston and continues to bust his ass for this team. So I just wanted to highlight him. Um, even though they lost, I mean, I, it's still a, an absolute treat to watch John Wall play. He's electric out there. The way that he beats guys off the dribble, the way that he you know, has that explosive change of direction, his handles, um, the way that he's you know orchestrating other guys out there trying you know trying to get something done uh, you know it's just it's great and I I didn't expect to you know be as infatuated with another player as I was with James Harden as so quickly after the trade and look obviously John Wall isn't James Harden unfortunately but I still again I respect the hell out of what he's what he's trying to do out there I really do so coming up I do want to. Uh, talk about Victor Oladipo, actually, uh, and he highlighted in the post-game Monday uh, some some commentary basically clarifying the contract extension news that leaked uh, on Sunday afternoon. So I want to play back that audio and discuss that very briefly before we get to our... Tankathon Sims, which I've decided we're only going to do after losses, because it doesn't make sense to do a Tankathon Sim after a win. So, if the Rockets continue to lose, we will continue doing Tankathon Sims in the third segment. So, coming up, we will talk about that after a quick message from our friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing. And speaking of full swing, MLB is right around the corner as well. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's totally free to sign up. So head over to the website and sign up today, and 
use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Let's go ahead and cut straight to Victor Oladipo, who was clarifying uh, exactly what went on with those contra- with that contract extension from the Rockets. Um, I mean, they, 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 they came at me with the offer, and um, it was more so along the lines of, we know you're not going to accept it. So, but we we still, you know, want you to understand that we want you here. So, it was more so of that gesture than anything. Um, didn't go out of my way to ask or anything like that. Um, it was just kind of put in front of me or given to me um, to show me that they want me to be here. Um, I didn't get a chance to say yes or no. So, um, they already were under the understanding or they knew that I wasn't going to accept it anyway. So, um, but you know, it's business. That's how the business works. Um, that's how this business works. Um, just focus on getting better, man. I got to get minutes. Um, and that's what I'm focused on doing is just playing and getting more minutes and everything else to take care of itself. And of course that was Depot himself, uh, providing, uh, some insight onto, uh, or into what was actually going on with that contract extension that was leaked uh, by Adrian Wojnarowski. So, you know, the fact that it wasn't actually on Sunday, that it was a, a long time ago, they went at him with the offer. Um, and so it kind of looks like, because I, I spoke about this briefly when we found out about it, and, you know, we kind of discussed what angle was it, right? Who 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 leaked it? Was it Victor Oladipo's camp? Was the Rockets' camp? Um was it just an optics thing? Do they really want to keep him? Um, and so I, I guess the way that they are presenting it, or the way, at least the way that Victor Oladipo is presenting it, is um, the Rockets do want him here long term. Now, whether I buy that or not, um, they knew Victor Oladipo was going to decline it. They knew that he would say no, and they knew that he's looking for a new contract this summer. Uh, so I don't, I, I genuinely still don't buy that the Rockets want Victor Oladipo here long term. I, I do not see him as a long term fit, um, and the 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 timelines just do not mesh very well with what's going on with Christian Wood at 25, Victor Oladipo at 28, John Wall at 30. Like it just to me, it doesn't make sense, and I still think they're going to. Uh, do their absolute best to try and move on from him at the trade deadline. But at least we got a little bit of clarity uh, from the man himself about you know what was uh, what was going on with that contract extension. Now, with that said, it is time for us to bring up our Tankathon draft simulator because Rockets lost another game, 12 game skid, 11 and 22 on the season, which means the Rockets are still, the third worst team in the NBA, just behind the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Detroit Pistons. So let's go ahead and run these numbers. Oh, man. Okay, all right. First Sim is already off to a bad start. This is not great. I do not like this. The Rockets have fallen to number six overall. 
so painful. Um, just very rough go of it. Uh, so it's the the Magic number one overall. Detroit stays at number two. The Cavs jump up to number three. Sacramento Kings jump up to number four. Uh, the Minnesota pick that is going to the Golden State Warriors falls to number five, and the Rockets drop all the way down to number six. So we are 0 for 1 on our on our simmed odds so far. So let's go ahead and run it back again. Here we go. Oh, okay. All right. We are 0 for 2. On today's episode, unfortunately, the Rockets have fallen to fifth in this most recent sim. So this is what we get. This this is where this these are the dice that we're rolling. These are the games that we're playing with 52% pick odds. As the Rockets have, uh, you know, again, not so they have a 52% chance to retain their pick. They've also got a 48% chance to lose their pick, and that's the part that hurts. That's the part that is very very painful. So. Let's go ahead and we will run one more quick sim to see what happens here. And maybe we get a good one on this one. Let's see. Maybe this is the Cade Cunningham sim. Hopefully. Here we go. Oh, wow. Okay, so it, it actually is. Holy crap. All right, so on this sim, the Rockets jumped up two spots to the number one overall pick. Uh, therefore, drafting Cade Cunningham, super-duper awesome sauce there. Uh, the rest of the lottery, OKC jumped up seven spaces to the number two overall pick. The Cavs jumped up three spaces to the number three overall pick. The Hawks jumped up four spaces to the number four overall pick. And then rounding out uh, the rest of the picks in order, we've got the T-Wolves, the Pistons, the Magic at number seven, the Kings at number eight, the Wizards at nine, and then the New Orleans Pelicans at number 10. So there we go. We, I mean, so the Rockets lost their pick twice and they got Cade Cunningham once. So, I mean, that's a pretty decent run of things. Um, Again, I hope these these tank simulators, these tankathon simulators, are uh, a a a little bit of a light in the darkness uh, as we go through this uh, this Rockets losing streak, which is more than likely, unfortunately, going to extend to 13 unless something miraculous happens uh, happens against the Nets uh, on Wednesday evening. But uh, with that, that is going to be the final for our episode. Um, Again, if you are interested in doing the Fan Talk Friday episode, DM me on Twitter. Uh, I'm still looking for people for that. Um, so definitely reach out, send a DM if you'd like to be in on the Fan Talk Friday episode. We will record that Thursday evening, of course. But for today's episode, that is going to do it. As always, thank you so much for listening. We look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.